0: I'm check <laughs> Goddamn, we hey chet hey denzel how's it going oh not too bad how are you i'm doing all right you know living learning loving that sort of thing the huge yeah uh i got recommended another method book for guitar Uh-huh. so i'm gonna be working through that at some point it's the berkeley school of music oh. method book shout out to adam neely I don't know who that
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) He is a YouTuber that talks about jazz. Oh, Adam Neely. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he went to Berkeley and talks about going to Berkeley. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The first time I actually heard about Berkeley School of Music was in 2010. And I was in the Palomar College Jazz Ensemble. And there was this kid who was a senior in high school and was considerably better than most of the old men in the band. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I thought, he was, uh, I thought he was in college, you know, already a music major and everything. And then it's like, nope, I go to Rancho Bernardo High School and I'm, uh, I'm a senior and I'm going to Berkeley next year. I'm like, oh, UC Berkeley? No, no, the Berkeley School of Music on a full ride scholarship.
0: Nice. Yep.
1: And he deserved that shit because that kid could play
0: what instrument
1: uh tenor sax okay i'm sure he played multiple saxophones but in particular he was playing tenor
0: i it would be really funny if he just sucked at everything (laughs) that was like decent like he played french horn really well but just nothing else yeah and berkeley was like yeah we could really use a french horn player i guess (laughs) Ah shit most of these guitarists here don't even know music theory how did they get in (laughs)
1: Their celebrity <laughs> parents paid their way
0: in. <laughs> Holy shit, that wouldn't be a surprise. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. Yeah. It is I, Denzel, and it's your boy Chet. and we're here for another week talking about things and such, including playing music. Yeah, uh, let's start. Let's start with something that I watched recently. Oh, have you heard of Love, Death, and Robots? I've heard about it, but I haven't actually watched any of it. Okay, so it's an anthology series of 30-minute episodes. There are 18 of them, and it's on Netflix. And I want to say that the episodes actually range from like 28 minutes to 30 minutes, so you're getting the full dick. So it's, it's not the 22-minute bullshit. Yeah, exactly. All Eight right. minutes of ads. When I first started watching Netflix, that shit blew my mind. Yeah. I was just like, what do you mean this show is like only 45 minutes long? Yeah. You're telling me there are 15 minutes of ads? What? <laughs> Nonny. And then I think for an hour and a half episode, it's like the episode is 52 minutes or something like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not it's not really all that much longer than the normal episode.
1: That's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They just double up on the the fucking ads. Oh, geez. Well, anyway, uh, it's really it. Overall, it's really cool. The episodes vary a lot in tone and style i suppose well not really style most of them are cg based and the style doesn't vary all that much uh when it is cg one of them i can't remember the name of it i think it's called the witness Mm -hmm. where this young woman sees a man murder somebody and then she like runs away from the dude and then like the whole thing just kind of loops in on itself or whatever Oh, the style of that short is actually kind of interesting because it borders on realism, but the Hmm. people have like cartoonish features, but the environment looks so fucking good. Interesting. It's insane. I do also have to remark that I'm getting so close to getting rid of my Netflix membership (laughs) because the quality of playback sucks ass on it. Yep. I'm like watching from my computer and I'm seeing pixels the size of fucking pennies Ugh. on my fucking screen. And you used to be able to change the CDN and like play with the bitrate or whatever. But I can't find a way to do that anymore, hmm. which I guess makes sense because yeah, don't they're want too, people <laughs>
1: yeah. they are too big. They don't want you leeching all their bandwidth.
0: Yeah. Using all their bandwidth for, to watch good quality shit. Yeah. That's what I pay for. Buy more servers, Netflix, you cheap asses. Yeah. That's real shit, though. It's actually really fun fucking annoying because i'll be in the middle of watching something on my computer and i'll be like do you mean i have to fucking turn on my tv and go (laughs) through all those playstation menus just to watch something in like standard quality it's fucking crazy to me it doesn't make any sense
1: i've been having more issues because i used to only watch it via the website just netflix.com but there's a standalone app on the computer and the website was fucking up a lot so then I got the standalone app and that was fine. I'm like, okay, okay, cool, cool. Uh,
0: don't see why this would be any different. But <laughs> you, that's exactly the problem that I have on Windows 10 as well. I got the desktop app, but because I'm an asshole and I have like my audio file tendencies, what ends up happening is in between episodes, when it goes from one episode to another, I have to switch to my default audio card, which is the motherboard based one. Uh-huh. And back to my DAC app combo. I have to switch between the two because if I don't, what ends up happening is it plays this gnarly sound and it'll blow out my headphones. I fucked up my ears on it more than one time. Like my ears were ringing afterwards because it'll just play this like loud, choppy static. It's really fucking weird and dumb, but I kind of understand why it's happening because like I had to install some third party app and like actually manually place the drivers where they need oh, to go and okay. all that shit. And it's probably like an anti-piracy feature or something. I'm sure there's something, but it's still stupid. And also I have problems with the quality on that as well.
1: Yeah. The quality still isn't great. It was just choppy when I was playing it via yeah. the website. Um, yeah. And then there's, there's other stuff like you can't look, On the on the desktop app, you can't see what's on the screen if it's not like in focus. Yeah, I mean you can you can focus away from it, but if you're like alt tabbed or something, like in the alt tab when it previews all the windows, it comes up as black. Or like if you have OBS or something like that, it blacks out the screen. Yep, and I mean it makes sense obviously for piracy purposes, but. it's still kind of annoying sometimes cause I'll have it off to the side. Or if I'm not paying attention to it, sometimes I can't actually watch it because of the other shit in front
0: of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. It's awful. So anyway, Netflix is probably about to lose my money. And that's after like, I've been on there for like four years or five years or something like <laughs> that. Loyalty doesn't matter to them. Yeah, exactly. Right. So love death and robots. I'm going to run down each one of these, uh, each one of these shorts and kind of give now, my review on them. It's
1: it's my understanding that uh, each of those episodes was done by different studios or different directors or something. If I understand correctly, yes, that's the case. Okay, so that's pretty cool. I mean, we haven't seen something like that on a large scale since like the Animatrix.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I want to make something like Four Rooms. Have you ever seen Four Rooms? No. It starts Timothy Roth, and what it is is it's effectively – Tim Roth works at this hotel, but it's, directed like each visit to a room is directed by a different director so it's got like quentin tarantino robert rodriguez and two other people directed parts of that and it's just tim roth going to these rooms and it's his experiences in each of them with <laughs> each of the people okay it's, yeah it's 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 a pretty cool concept but again i say and you'll find out more about this on the new show Aha. i think robert rodriguez and quentin tarantino are specifically two of the most overrated directors. And I will also add that Robert Rodriguez is a big fan of piracy. Hey. Uh, he used to pirate his software for his studio. No shit. Yeah. Uh, I know this because a friend of mine, I used to work in film. Uh, he was a sysadmin whose friend worked at the studio back when he lived in Austin. <laughs> wow. So they were constantly getting audited by software companies because they were stealing their shit. Wow. Yeah, and it's not, like, I get, like, the DIY culture of making your own movies and piracy and shit, but Robert Rodriguez, well, goddamn, I was about to say something like he could afford it, but, like, some of the licenses, like, the nuke license is, like, $300,000 for a year. It's
1: really fucking stupid how expensive that stuff is, especially if your plan is to release a feature film, because when you license things, like, stock music, stock footage, software, etc., you're not paying a license just to use it. You're paying a license to distribute it. So it's not just what you're using. It's how you're using it. So like if you get stock footage for a, I don't know, just your PowerPoint presentation at a, at a meeting, you're probably going to pay like 10 bucks for that. Okay, fine. But if you're using stock footage for a nationwide running ad, that same footage could run you several thousand dollars because of your distribution and software gets fucking stupid like coloring software like da vinci or compositing like nuke those yeah they run into the six figures easily
0: yeah and there's not really an option for people who are like freelancers to get that software yeah because the baseline cost for nuke Is still $300,000. It's fucking stupid. And like they're not going to sell it to you as an individual just because you ask nicely. Yeah. There are ways
1: to get access to some of that stuff for cheaper. Like if you're a student, I know you
0: can access Nuke for cheaper than that but it's still expensive yeah like what you want people to be prepared for the industry like how do you expect them to learn if they're not actually yeah
1: it's it's still it'll still be like five grand for like a solo license and like okay cool how the fuck am i supposed to learn this
0: yeah and yeah of course there's the ple for it but the problem with using the PLE is it doesn't come with like ninety percent of the plugins that nope. you need to be successful with it. And also when you render stuff out of it, it comes with a big demo across yep. the front of it. So there there are definitely options out there if you want to break into the industry, but that that's all aside. Yes. aside <laughs> the point. Uh, getting back to Death Love Robots. The love death robots. That's love, the one. There's not much love in this, as it turns out. Yeah. Uh, The first episode, Sonny's Edge. Uh, I guess this is going to contain spoilers just because I have to break down the story of each one. And there's not a large overarching story connecting each of these together. It's just shorts. First one is Sonny's Edge. It's basically, think of it as, oh God, there was a movie that came out that was just like this. Basically, these people are sitting around controlling monsters and the monsters fight each other in the spit in, in like this uh arena real steel yeah and yeah yeah it's like that but with monsters okay and effectively this woman was like kidnapped by an estate gang which is like a very wealthy gang of dudes mm-hmm. uh and of course because this is what people do when they're fresh out of film school or are new to writing they can't come up with better motivations than this but she was raped and cut up by an estate gang and now she's getting revenge by like uh, beating their monsters in the cage rather than just going and murdering them Um, so that one that one was it looks really good the fight choreography in it is really rad the monster stuff is really good as well and i think it's definitely worth watching there's a twist at the end uh i mean i guess me saying that at all kind of gives away (laughs) what it is but yeah uh check it out it's interesting three robots it's about three robots uh touring a post-apocalyptic earth there's a twist at the end of that as well it's i mean it's it's they a common twist. Yeah, well, just these first two, I think, or no, maybe they all do. They all got twists. Yeah, they, they're I, short.
1: They're short stories. Like, what else are you gonna do? Write one coherent story that doesn't have a twist? No, get the fuck out of here.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So the witness is about a woman. Yeah, I already talked about that suits. You know what? I'm just gonna spoil these. If you want to watch them, they're more complex than what I'm explaining, but i'm gonna give away the twists as well some of them i mean they're not really that good of twists anyway so the twist in sunny's edge is she's not really a human controlling the monster she's the monster controlling the human and i mean like it's interesting i guess (laughs) it's i mean it's cool the twist at the end of three robots is like i think cats killed humanity or something like that huh that one, uh, yeah, watch that one. That one's pretty interesting. Not to say that Sonny's Edge isn't worth watching. It's worth watching just for like the fighting or whatever, the setting, the cyberpunk dystopian future or whatever. But the story is not what's there. The witness is like basically a, a time loop or something like that, and it's uh, she witnesses herself being murdered by somebody. The guy looks up and sees her witnessing him killing her. And then she runs away and then like basically at the end of the short it wraps around to the beginning of the short but the roles are reversed. Hmm. So she's killing the dude. She looks up and sees the dude uh, seeing her killing him and then presumably it just starts over again. Interesting. Yeah. It's weird. Suits is about this couple that lives on a farm and this is the first one of the three that's like or the four that i've seen so far that's like aesthetically different than everything else this one is more cartoony Mm. and it's about giant robots uh people who run farms with giant robots and they have to fight off these like giant bugs that come out of breaches and this one is actually really rad it's a lot of violence a lot of fighting most of these are about a lot of violence and a lot of fighting and there's not really a whole lot of story to it. Yeah. There's a twist at the end of this, but it really doesn't have much to do with the story, <laughs> but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I, this was probably up to this point point. this was my favorite one. Okay. It was pretty cool. Uh, sucker of souls. It's about a vampire type. So just check that out. The animation is really cool. This is the first 2d animated one of the five, mm. Uh, so far it's actually like i liked it a lot but it's exactly what you would expect the violence and animation are really great because they don't have to depend on doing like a ton of different episodes and parsing out the budget over like the entire season (laughs) so you don't end up with something like evangelion which by the way i don't like this fucking revisionism that Mm. people are doing saying like oh, yo, like the missing frames at the end of the series is kind of telling you how Shinji is interpreta- interpreting the world as he sees it because mm. he's so broken on the inside. Nah, dog, they just yeah. ran out of budget B. That's not what it <laughs> is, fam. Don't let anybody try to tell you anything artistic about how that series ends. They legit just ran out of money at the end and had to save a bunch.
1: It's It's really funny to me when something has like this this cult following and you know, has such prestige behind it that people won't accept their flaws. And I mean that it happens with fucking everything, you know, like people act like every Beatles song was a banger. (laughs) Yeah. Hot take. None of them were.
0: Yeah. No, that's not a hot take. (laughs) That's a lukewarm take. You know why? (laughs) Because that's the temperature of the room.
1: But, uh, yeah, Evangelion like, is so legendary and so, like, oh, my God, Evangelion, that when you tell people, like, yeah, I, I couldn't get into it because it was a little weird and slow-paced, it's like, oh, do you not know art? <laughs> his is this
0: that's the craziest part about Eva because I'm used to it being lionized by a bunch of dorks who have shitty taste and like people who like Inuyasha as well will also be like yo Evangelion bangs but I like I'm not gonna lie like there are parts of Evangelion that bang but there are also parts like Shinji masturbating on an unconscious woman <laughs> like that's the that's the dichotomy right, right there you have to accept both <laughs> and the 30 year old woman trying to pipe or let this fucking Twelve year old pipe, yeah, because like he might save the world or whatever. Maybe she's just like, fuck it, whatever. Might yeah, I guess, as well. You know, I've never fucked all, a twelve year old. We're all gonna die, so <laughs> if you make it back here alive, dog, I'm busting it wide open for Let's you. Get it, God, God. Know, that, but that that show fucking sucks. And you know what? I'm gonna say it. the remakes are better. That's
1: perfectly fair, and like that. Well, that's the other thing that uh old ass anime heads and like anybody who idolizes the the old shit
0: they won't accept when the new shit's better it's i mean there's a look if you're out at home denying that the remakes are better than the original fucking stop (laughs) just stop watching and stop sharing your opinion because like that's just a fact Like it's objectively better from a lot of standpoints. The story better animation better. Now you can get me on like uh, maybe that CG shit ain't with like I'm not with that. Okay. Like I I can see you not seeing it for the CG. All right. fair, Fair. But it still looks better than the original. And the story despite it still not making sense (laughs) is better than the original story. And also, Shinji's not masturbating on an unconscious girl. <laughs> well, so they took out the most important scene in the whole fucking show. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway. And moving away worst. from. Yes, I agree. Anime sucks. Buy the pin. I haven't said that in a while. Yeah. We still have those pins. Yeah. They're still for sale. Yeah, absolutely. Buy the pin. So, let's see. uh, the next episode was when the yogurt took over. Okay, so this one is this one is entirely story and it's a comedy, so I'm not gonna give that away. I liked it. It's stylistically a lot different from everything else up to this point, mainly because of the way that the characters are modeled for it, uh rather than like slight realism or relative realism, like the other ones, including suits it's just kind of goofy looking and it's fun that one is cool beyond the Aquila rift uh this one was okay i mean it's stock sci-fi shit Aight. it's very standard i this is probably when i was watching this i was watching all of them in a row and this was the first one that i watched and i was just like oh well i hope the rest of them aren't like this because this is dumb because it does – you'll see. You'll see. I mean, like, I would spoil it, but this that's the reason why I don't like it. And I want you to experience it yourself because you'll probably not think as lowly of it as I do. Anyway, <laughs> Good Hunting is oh, – this one was interesting. It's about this dude and his dad in China hunting, like, this fox. Also, up to this point, I got to add a lot of nudity in this i've heard one of the major criticisms
1: about the series as a whole is that it feels um gratuitous with the violence and nudity and it's largely unnecessary i
0: will say that that is absolutely true okay <laughs> so in sunny's edge there's nudity and i was just like well this doesn't seem too out of place but like seems weird mm. uh, because there's a lot that you can do without there being nudity okay this is i'm gonna break down how i feel about nudity in media in general <sighs> if you probably couldn't guess already i'm not a big fan of it it yeah. doesn't like it doesn't do anything for me and i think maybe it's like a holdover from a time where people were like oh our movie has nudity it's very scintillating come watch our movie get your rocks off maybe your wife will fuck you afterwards come see it and it's like i look at it and if it serves a purpose it serves a purpose right like Like, but in oh god uh the akila rift one there's like a full-on sex scene in it and i was like This thing's only 30 minutes, (laughs) dog. At this point, it looks like you're just chewing up time. And that's that's what it kind of seems like in a lot of cases during this, when they get to the nudity. Because you can kind of, like, they ruminate on it a lot. Like, The Witness also has a scene where the woman is, like, supposed to be stripping, but it's kind of her more or less... Lazily undressing on top of a couch.
1: Well, I mean, when a lot of women try to strip, that's kind of what it ends up being (laughs) (laughs) support sex workers. There's people that do this professionally and they're (laughs) professionals for a reason. It (laughs) ain't easy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Stripping ain't easy. That's right. (laughs) Uh, New shirt. (laughs) It's coming out. (laughs) Stripping (laughs) ain't easy. Gripping. Goddamn. So in, in the beginning of this, I mean, they don't kind of ruminate on it too long. Uh, ah, yeah, ah. Uh, so this is it's okay. And I was gonna try to avoid talking about this because, like, this is another thing that I kind of have beef with. Mm. But it's becoming, uh, it's becoming a trope at this point. Like, I. So violence against women yeah. is something that kind of stands out to me in a lot of like more amateur, less seasoned work. Mm. So there's violence against women. There's uh, sex. There's like not necessarily evil, but like chaos for the sake of chaos. Sure. And you you know what I mean. You went to art school. It's like it's basically the dude who writes the short about the devil but what it is in reality it's like they find a way to isolate the color red in da vinci and then they (laughs) add camera shake whenever somebody appears in a frame and like it's like industrial music or whatever and right this is more polished than okay that's good (laughs) (laughs) so in good hunting the nudity that's in it seems incidental Okay. So this dude is laying in bed and you see his dong and he's got like a, his dick is hard and you just see him in bed and he's writhing around in bed and they don't ruminate on it too long. But in Aquila Rift, there's like just these two CG characters fucking. And I was just like, <laughs> dog, this is going to pop up on like red tube any day now because right. like that it's not necessarily that graphic, but it's like it's a typical sex scene. True. Not atypical sex scene but atypical sex scene s-e-e-n should have spelled it out in the first place uh uh, in a cg short yeah it seems like it was made by like a bunch of horny teenagers with like access to people who can do cg stuff there's a lot of really horny artists out there so yeah (laughs) yeah probably eight which is good hunting so they're hunting these demons that make men super horny (laughs) and like (laughs) make them it's the chinese myth uh about These people who turn into foxes and apparently the way that it's explained is like once a man falls in love with one of these like demons, he can't stop thinking about them. And then when they, when he calls to them, uh, they can hear it from wherever they are in the world. So they have no choice but to come and kill him Hmm. because they, the dude fell in love. All right. So. In this one, right, like basically right out the gate, this dude chops off uh, the mother fox's head. I oh, don't remember. Hold on. It's like a Huli Jing. I thought it was going to be a Kitsune. <laughs> this is Chinese, not Japanese. It's the same thing. <laughs> they do have fox ears, though. Yeah, well, good. In any case, he, the dad cuts off the woman's head, and then it rolls into the future five years later. Uh, Or, sorry, the son meets the daughter of the woman who gets her head cut off. Mm. And, like, five years later, he comes back to apologize or whatever, and he's, like, taking care of her. And, like, the world is industrializing, so the magic is fading away from the planet, as it does in so many other fucking stories. And this is why we don't have urban fiction, because people are too uncreate or not creative enough to come up with another excuse why magic can stay around in a world with cars and shit
1: I, come it, on people had always felt lazy to me and then it's like oh no the machines are taking over and like that's it you know? yeah
0: absolutely and then it seems like it's going to go into like the normal timeline what we see now but it takes like a hard turn into s- fucking steampunk
1: yeah it turns into steampunk Uh, see that's how you can make magic in cars
0: steampunk exactly just put
1: cogs on everything
0: yep yep so this because all the magic is gone in the world uh this woman has no choice but to turn into a prostitute so she's Mm -hmm. working as a prostitute in hong kong with imperialist masters around Mm. and she's forced to have sex with these dudes to make some money and then eventually she meets this dude this is spoiling the entire thing, by the way, (laughs) she meets this dude who can only be turned on by robots. And so in their first several dates, she had been seeing him for like months on end, uh, for the first several dates, they never had sex. But when he's, he eventually is just like, I have the technology bitch. I'm turning you into a fucking robot. She's like, no, like this is not happening. And then as it turns out, it happened anyway. Uh, there's this very, the gratuitous part of the violence uh, they cut off her legs uh. Uh, and they start by cutting off her legs. And uh. it's really weird because like, if you see how she's turned into a robot later, like y- you would look at it and be like, Oh, all they needed to do was lobotomize her and then put her brain into the body of a robot. But they don't do that. They presumably, take each one of her limbs at a time or take sets of her limbs at a time. It's really weird and it's hard to explain. And like as a robot, she's turned into a full on robot Mm. by the end of it. And she, uh, can still feel pain weirdly enough. So, okay. At the same time, the dude that, uh, whose father was out here killing her mom and shit is in Hong Kong working for the imperialists. He's fixing trains and then he turns Turns out he's, like, a genius for this, like, fucking robot shit. And towards the beginning of it, he builds, like, a robot rabbit. And that's, like, okay, I see what's going to happen. Yeah. So she shows up. She's a robot. And then he's, like, oh, yo, let me build you a new body. And because in the beginning of it, you see her and her mother can turn into foxes, uh, he builds her a body that can transform into a fox. Hey. And then she goes and she starts murdering people. Wonderful. Yeah. And it's like, uh, well, I get you. Uh, you could have done so much without the fucking steampunk. But <laughs> no, I mean, like that short in particular, I think the nudity definitely is incidental, but they do ratchet up the violence against a specific gender in it. Yeah. And it's like, and that's, it's kind of the same in Sonny's Edge. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Because you, in Sonny's Edge, you see like you legit see this person get their fucking skull stomped in. Yikes. And it's very graphic. All right. But I will say, the violence between that first one and this eighth episode, it's not the same. Sure. There's a Aquila's Rift is supposed to be some horror shit. Okay. But yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, the dump, I, this is the one that I skipped because I could tell what was going to happen from the beginning of it. This is another cartoony one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I literally just clicked through the episode because I knew exactly what was going to happen. Because <laughs> these, the, the sad thing about this is like none of these are too creative. Like the stories are – you can look at them and be like, oh, okay. There's either like hardly a story or the story is very obvious. That
1: happens a lot. I feel with uh, short stories because you only have a limited time to tell something that's a start and finish. So it's either not a whole lot happens. So there's barely a story or you're trying to make a point with your story. So there has to be some crazy twist that proves your point. Yes. And so, it, you know, you can't really have like a start to finish kind of thing. Uh, without one basically <laughs> without a twist.
0: I know I know what happens because I just looked through the thumbnails at the bottom of the screen <laughs> and I was just like, okay, well, uh, this is okay. But obviously this is what's going to happen. And so the next episode was one that granted not really as good, oh, sorry, the dump episode 9 stylistically more cartoony than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's basically a less sell shady version of suit suits it's stylistically, okay. Sure, stylistically, like it's cartoony, but it's not. Uh, you'll see, yeah. You when you watch it, you'll see. I'm not good with this animation shit. But episode 10 shapeshifters, this is the one that I was fucking with, even though it's not like great. It's this is like peak American media shit. Oh man, and it's about these two dudes in Afghanistan that are werewolves working for the army hell yeah and i was just like yo this sick also nudity in this yeah there's i think there's there's nudity in all of these except for like three
1: (laughs) four maybe so around 14 or 15 out of
0: 18 have uh oh no i guess that's not fair i would say maybe 10 of 18. Okay. All right. Maybe 10 to 12 of 18 <laughs> have some form of nudity in them. Uh, this one was cool. Episode 10 shapeshifters about werewolves working for the army and shit gets wild. I bet. It's, it's exactly what you would think would happen. As soon as you see what happens in sure. the beginning, you even me explaining that it's werewolves working for the army and If I add on the army thinks that they're the only ones with werewolves, then you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But it's worth watching. Yeah, it still sounds fun. Yeah. The thing up to this point that I really appreciate is all of them look really well polished. Sure. None of them are like, yo, what the fuck is this doing here? (laughs) Why does this (laughs) one look like shit? Helping Hand, this is another one that I skipped. Mm. It's 127 hours in space. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. I just didn't want to I really didn't want to see it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's in CG. It's will it's like realism. You'll see it when you see it. Lucky 13. The thing is I like this, but if you were to write a join the air force piece, mm. like this 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 one specifically looks good. Realism story is like kind of bland. This is like very pro join the air force. Uh-huh. There's nothing very special about it. There's nothing. They don't really explain much of what's going on. It's just somebody telling a story about the ship that they had. Huh. And it's like space, but it's still like very pro military. And I was just like, ah, this is kind of weird. So I strip trooper without the uh, satire yeah okay, yeah just about but the enemies, I think are other humans. I don't know Couldn't I couldn't tell. they don't ever tell you who the enemies are. They're eh. just humanoid figures in bodysuits. Zima Blue. this one is pretty cool. I can't remember what cartoon it reminds me of stylistically, but it the color palette and the way that some of the characters are drawn are Gendi tartakovsky esque hmm. so if you they're like very they have very long limbs. And they have, I don't know, like long torsos and everybody's relatively thin. It's it's a cool look. Like if you check it out, it's basically about space Banksy. Okay. And it's it's very interesting. The twist at the end is like kind of fun. It's It's cool. Like it's a cool artsy thing. It's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be well animated, but there's a lot of spectacle involved. So it looks cool, but there's not really much to it. The art style does look cool. Yeah, it's, it's a rad. It, like, of of these, this is probably, if I had to have, like, an earnest number one, it would probably be Zima Blue. And then when the yogurt took over, would be number two. Gotcha.
1: So, that one, I don't know if the rest of them are the same case, but uh, that one was part of a short stories collection. Like, that was a book of short oh, stories. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if... um. I'm not sure if that's for all of them, but that one at least is.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't look at any of them.
1: I just wanted to see what it looked like.
0: And, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's really rad. Oh, dude, I skipped ahead. Fuck, I missed episode episode twelve. Uh, episode twelve is about two guys in a desert whose car breaks down. It. Uh, it's kind of the color. The color is cartoonish, but the figures are real-ish. Interesting. Okay. And their car breaks down in the middle of the desert. Then the old guy says, like, oh, did you know that this used to be an ocean bed? Yeah. And then... Like while they're sleeping in the car, like ghosts of fishes and stuff come out. And it's like pretty, it's pretty fucking rad. Like it's cool. Nothing happens really. It's like a slow build until the very end of it. Oh man. So like just, I guess, skip to the end if you don't want to <laughs> see what actually happens. But like, it's, it's interesting. Uh, episode 15, because 13 was Lucky 13, yep. 14 was Zima Blue, yep. episode 15 is Blind Spot. And this just looks like a. It looks like a cinematic for a game that was never released. Hmm. It just looks like they were like, oh, well, we didn't make this game. So we might as well release this as a short or something. And it, that's probably. I mean, it's probably not what happened, but that's what it looks like. It's dumb. The story is stupid. <laughs> but. And there's not – real. I mean, I would call it a twist, but it's, like, so obvious from the beginning, seeing as they're all fucking cyborgs, that it doesn't really make a difference. Like, I don't fucking care about that. It's stupid. Uh, Episode 16 – oh, this one was pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, It stars Topher Grace and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Eh. but – Live action. This is the only live action one. Oh. And there's like this old 1950s refrigerator in their kitchen. And they open it and start pulling out a bunch of stuff. Then Topher Grace finds this like ice cube with a woolly mammoth in it. (laughs) And it's like a tiny woolly mammoth. And they there's like weird hijinks that ensue with the refrigerator. And it's it's interesting. This one doesn't really have a story either, but what it, the entirety of this thing hinges on is like what happens in the refrigerator. Mm. It reminds me I think there was like oh shit, there was a few drama episode that was just like this. It's not exactly the same, but if what happens with the freezer civilization is that they it like evolves very quickly, so in a single day they'll go from like being apes fighting dinosaurs or whatever to being an advanced society. Yeah. Yeah. Like being in the future. And I'm pretty sure there's a Futurama episode. Yeah, just there, like that. there
1: is a Futurama episode of that or similar to that. I also think there was a, uh, either Twilight Zone or Outer Limits that did the same general thing. So I think this is like a kind of recycled concept, but each one has their own twist on it. So there's oh, okay.
0: fun, fun aspects to it. My question is like, why even make it then? If you're like kind of well, I guess I've thought about this multiple times in creativity. Like, if I do something that somebody's already done, but I don't know that it already exists, like, doesn't really matter. Oh, that's an interesting question. Like, if I let's say I live in a vacuum and I design the Coke can, and I come out and not, it doesn't say Coke on it, maybe it says like Ron or something, <laughs> but I design that can and I come out and I say, "Look at this thing that I designed." like regardless of whether or not people would believe me, because of course they wouldn't, it doesn't right, matter. Right. But like, if I come out with that thing and so it already exists, like doesn't matter that I've already cr- worked that we both created the same thing. Mm,
1: I I think it depends on what you're trying to do with it and what you do otherwise. Cause like, um, for example, there were two, I only I learned about this this week. Um, there's two different Dennis the menaces. There's one, in the U S and one in the UK and Dennis the menace here is the blonde kid from the Sunday papers that we all know and love and hate and whatever, um, that had that terrible TV show back in the day, the UK Dennis, the menace, that kid's a fucking terrorist. (laughs) That kid is actually literally a menace. (laughs) Uh, but they were both made independently of each other and released in the same week. Oh. And the designs are different. The themes are kind of similar where it's a bad young child, but they, both creators have said, pure coincidence, publishers have said, we never heard about this other shit going on. And like, because, you know, it was done in the same week that, you know, there was no foul play was cried. But, you know, if, UK Dennis the Menace came out 10 years after US Dennis the Menace, there would be some issues. Yeah. You know? um, but then it's also, okay, would that cartoonist, was this his finest work and that was all he could ever do? Or was it, you know, just another idea he had that just happened to be a good one, but it also just happened to be something that someone else has already done? So uh, I'd say it's all very uh, context dependent.
0: Okay, well, fair enough. Damn. Yep. Well, anyway, um, the next one is Alternate Histories, Episode 17. It's just really about like an app where effectively you can go in and change little tidbits in history and see what the world would be like without that. So, of course, the example they go with is Hitler being killed (laughs) as he came out of art school or something. And they just work through the history of that. I mean, it's funny, but it's exactly what you would expect. Yeah. Stylistically, it's a cartoon. Okay. It just, I mean, it looks like a cartoon. it's There's nothing like too good. The last one is The Secret War. And this is like probably, this ranks up there like pretty high for me. Mm -hmm. And this is about... The Red Army fighting a bunch of like demons and shit in Siberia. Oh man. This shit kicked ass. Like from start to finish, I was like, yo, this is like, this is cool. This is cool as shit. I, and uh, this is something where the violence was done tastefully. And there wasn't like anything where I was like, oh Jesus, why are you showing me this? <laughs> and it was, it was pretty rad. It was, it was pretty good. I, I like that. I liked it. I liked it a lot. There's not really a story here. These guys are just marching through the forest. There are like tidbits where like they find out what they're fighting or whatever and why, but it's like based on a rumor or whatever. But doesn't matter. It's it's cool. All right. It's cool. You you know exactly what happens from start to finish, honestly. <laughs> <sighs> so all in all, like I would say that this is completely worth watching. Okay, it's cool. There's a lot the thing is I really like CG stuff mm-hmm. and I like well done CG stuff and I like sci-fi shit. So most of what's here is sci-fi and most of it's CG. It's really fun to look at. I've watched Gantz. Oh, like six or seven times That's, because yeah. it looks so fucking cool. Yeah, that this, kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, dude, The story, the story, uh, even in the wider context of Gantz, it's, it's a little bit different than what's in the manga, but like mm. the story in that one fucking episode or that movie ova or whatever the fuck it is fucking bangs that shit is so cool that's one of the coolest okay so anyway less about that (laughs) yeah uh love death and robots check it out it's definitely worth watching i don't think you'll get much out of any of the stories in any of the episodes so it's more about an exhibition of whatever they're doing there and there are cool concepts explored in all of it, but I would say like the Aquila Rift one. If I were to say which ones were very skippable, I'd say Aquila Rift, mm-hmm. Ice Age. Oh no, not Ice Age. Oh fuck. The dump. The dump, definitely. And Helping Hand. So episode 9, 11 <laughs> <laughs> so it's seven nine and eleven those are the three episodes i would say like are highly skippable extremely so not to say that like there's nothing redeeming about any of them but they just don't do much yeah not for me and i would say also episode 17 alternate histories you can fucking skip to that shit's i mean like it's it's like kind of funny but it's not it's it ain't whatever. that funny yeah Anyway, that's a long form review for that ass at home about what I watched over the weekend. Yeah, I really, yeah. in all honesty, I really liked it. Like, as a whole, holistically, it's really cool. Definitely could live without some of the, the elements in there. Yeah. But fucking rad. Yeah. And, oh, God, I have to ask this. I have to, I have to put this out there because I knew this was going to be a problem as soon as I started watching it. So I helping hand comes on and this is going to be very deep spoilers. Uh, even though we were already talking about spoilers. This I mean,
1: there was barely you you weren't
0: really saying much. Okay. So Ice Age comes on and it's about a woman who's working on a satellite and a fucking nail or something is floating through space. Some space debris mm-hmm. comes and hits her and she just like jostles around a little bit and is like f- flung out into space But that's because she didn't tether herself to the fucking satellite. And looking at her suit, didn't look like there were any tethers built onto it. That okay? So I was just like, "What? Like how this entire story won't happen if you just had this motherfucker tethered to the satellite that they're working on?" Which you would be tethered, yeah, because you're in space. Like, what are you gonna do? Swim back, right, dude? And like the thrusters on their suit were broken yeah, yeah, of course, and like yeah. all kinds of shit happened. Nah. And I was just like, this would have been avoided if you just clipped yourself onto the fucking satellite. If, there,
1: if there's one thing that is like consistent about all space exploration and everything that goes into it, it is that they're careful. Yes. Cause they don't fuck with anything that's unknown. And Okay, you've got thrusters on your suit. Great. You're gonna have backup thrusters, a tether, probably a secondary tether of some sort. Like, there's gonna be backups for backups
0: for backups because we can't do shit if you get lost in space. Like, that's it. You're done. Yep. Yep. And another thing that I'm very, very, very tired of stop referencing other sci fi. Stop yeah. reminding people of things that are better, yep. as they always say in Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> just stop reminding people of things that are better.
1: Yeah, that that's always super whack to me. Like I I get if something is a straight homage to something, but then that's it. You will never be better than an homage to something. Like that one terrible kid rock song that's just sweet home alabama but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you want to listen to this song that's talking about sweet home alabama. Why don't you just listen to sweet home alabama? Yeah. Like, that's it. It's never going to be better than that. But then there's other stuff where it's like, like, say Diablo 3, for example. It's trying to be Diablo 2, but new. But it's still trying to be so different that it's not quite there. So it doesn't have the same feeling as Diablo 2. But at least it's part of the same franchise, right? But if it was like some other game, if it was like a Lord of the Rings game that was exactly Diablo 3 before it came out, you would say, this is just bad Diablo 2 now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even if it's not trying to be overtly that, it's just borrowing all the good shit from something else and pretending to be on its own. It's just, yeah.
0: it ain't the same. It's not good. No, it's not. There, are, if you are putting references to alien in your shit, stop it. 100%. Saying LV426 in your shit Stop it. Stop it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ah, so we were talking about Netflix before? Well, we got a new, a new player on the streaming market, or it was a new player on the gaming console market, or I don't even know what else it would be but <laughs> <laughs> Google announced their, quote-unquote, "console, the stadia." That's StaDIA, which is apparently the proper way to pluralize stadium. Like it's not stadiums. It's stadia. Yeah. That's peak dork shit. Yeah, it really is. But I mean, it sounds kind of cool, I guess, but yeah, Google announced their, their new stadia platform and it's not a console. It's effectively a streaming service for video games. But what that means is that you don't download. It's not steam or Google play or whatever. You don't download whatever software that you're going to be running you're streaming software which is a really interesting concept to me and i have no idea how this is actually going to be functional
0: that's been tried before multiple times so what what it's what's done and this is super dork talk for you but the commands from your let's say it's a keyboard and mouse or your controller or whatever mm-hmm. there's specific network protocols and they're are you familiar with the osi layers let's just go ahead and Break it down for the audience. Okay, I'm not going to do that because that would take too long. <laughs> okay. But effectively, uh, there are different paths of communication for certain things. So layer two specifically is where you'll send your inputs for the controls. And I think it's like layer three or something is where the visual co- uh, playback is going to come back. But the the problem that you have always with this sort of thing, and this is the problem that we faced when we were trying to do it as a company with 3d playback is the amount of latency that you're going to get from your set top box to whatever server you're playing from. And this will not work for that. There's too much latency for it to be effective for a online games because you even know when motherfuckers are like, yo, my ping, like what the fuck is going on with my ping right now, dog. And like they can try to prioritize traffic as much as they want, but a black fiber connection, let's say hypothetically, from LA to San Diego, I think that was seven milliseconds. And that's a dedicated, yeah. single use. Only one group of people is on that. Like one, And by one group of people, I mean one company. Yeah. Because that's what it's paid for. You pay for a pl- private line. That's what black implies. It's private. Or not implies, but means. Mm. It's private to you. Only you can use it. Nobody else has access to it. And from here to L.A., that's seven milliseconds.
1: Yeah, and that's not
0: a very long. That's like, what, 100 miles? Uh, yeah, that's 100 miles. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and imagine what the ping is on. Hold on. Let's see if I, no, I can't. I'm not going to even try it. I was going to say, <laughs> what's the ping from here to Google's DNS servers or even my DNS servers from home? It's it's not going to be good, and yep. when and when it's high traffic periods, oh, and this is the shit that Netflix tries to say, like is the problem with their services. I'm making the jack off motion for those of you listening <laughs> at home. Uh, they say that oh, because of high traffic, we can't serve you the bit rate that we want, but like that's a lie because as soon as I turn on my PS4, the quality is much better than it is well, on my that tells PC. You what they prioritize, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Unless if Google can get a bunch of service providers to prioritize the traffic for that their devices, then A, it's not going to happen. And B, it's still not going to happen. Because could you imagine having 220 ping as you're playing your fucking uh, – it's you, the ping from your home to the server. And then that's not even counting how long it takes the control inputs to get to the server, to the game server that you're playing Yeah. At.
1: It is fucking ridiculous, like, what they're trying to do. I mean, I get the concept of it. I get that it's kind of like the most advanced version of, like, Twitch Plays Pokemon, you know, where you send a command, it relays it to whatever, inputs it, sends it back to you. It's basically the same thing as any online gaming. But you have so many extra steps involved because you're not just streaming you're not just streaming the like the inputs, you're streaming the game itself. So it's like a video playback that you can that you can control, I guess. But it was showing on their demo devices their average ping was about a hundred milliseconds. Yes. Yeah, and they said that. they said it's quote playable, which <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's fine for certain games, but you gotta be really not action oriented in order to make this work. Like everyone's who's played any sort of online game that requires some reaction speed has felt the sting of just the slightest hiccup in lag. Like you feel that, you know,
0: eight milliseconds, (laughs)
1: eight frames, baby, (laughs) eight frames. My bad. Uh, yeah. God, fighting games would be completely unplayable, but yeah.
0: So would anything that's competitive online? Yeah.
1: Like, uh, shooters, uh, MOBAs, RTS. If it's something like an RPG, okay, fine. It might be a little annoying to do like menuing and stuff because it might be a little laggy, but it's that's acceptable. If you're playing solitaire, okay, fine. But even pinball would be unplayable at 100 yeah. milliseconds. And it's probably inconsistent 100 milliseconds. You can't just like adjust your body to that. So I'm
0: I'm very curious to see how this goes down, but people were even having problems with the Steam Link in their own homes. Yeah, Th- this has been tried before. I think Xbox did this like two or three years ago. Mm. PlayStation did this two or three years ago. What this seems like, and I don't know why they would do this because they already have the Google Chrome, but it seems like a sideways way of trying to enter another market. Yeah, that's certainly how it seems. I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't get why Google feels
1: the need to enter this market in particular because it's so volatile. I don't know. I, I think they're trying to compete with like Amazon's Twitch ownership, but I don't know because they, they're they only talking about the player side. They're not talking about other people watching this because I do think it would be better for... Um, for people who want to stream to an audience. Cause one of the things you run into as a streamer is if your internet goes down you're fucked and you lose your whole audience. Whereas this is all, it's all live basically, you know, one person's controlling it. Everybody's watching it. There's no in between. Well, it's they very still
0: lose you as a streamer. If you're streaming from your home, well,
1: that is true. Yeah. But you know, there's, there's, it's much more um, direct as a streamer using this platform if they were to have some sort of broadcast feature, which I imagine they would.
0: I mean, it would be the same as using, like, a PlayStation 4 or Xbox. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. All so. right. Well, I still don't get it then. <laughs> <laughs> what what- – people will do if they're like popping with that money out here for streaming is they'll get an aws or google cloud server install obs on it yeah and have a command to be able to send from wherever they are off of their cell phone to that server telling it to turn on the stream and what that'll do is allow them to take like let's say they're on their cell phone out in public or on their computer at home and transitioning to another area so if they're at home on their computer they can take down that feed from their computer and have their stream still going and retain those viewers and then pick up their stream again from their phone or whatever they have. That
1: is effectively one of the things that they claim you can do. It's kind of like the, the switch mentality of it where you can play whatever game, like say you're playing Assassin's Creed uh, on your computer. You can just now start playing Assassin's Creed on your phone, quote unquote, seamlessly. Um, and you can even use a Chromecast to project that to a TV from your phone, et cetera, which is cool, but I just don't get how they're going to live up to the claim of streamable, playable, 4k, 60 FPS quality. Like
0: they're, that's so ambitious, (laughs) They're going to shoot themselves in the foot with this and they're going to lose a bunch of money because games now are even going away from single player experiences anyway. Yep. So it's not as – this is like Ouya 2.0. Oh, that's, what every, <laughs> that's
1: what everyone keeps bringing up. It's like, hey, yeah, y- y'all remember Ouya? Yeah.
0: yeah? <laughs> they were They were trying to hitch their wagon to specifically indie games because indie games blew up for like – Two or three years there. Yeah. And like, it was like a second gold rush for indie games. And what ended up happening is like, they released the Ouya and those games started slowly not being released as frequently. Yeah. And on top of that, the Ouya just sucked.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, there was a lot of problems that they had. And I, the other thing, the other thing that I think they forgot was that people don't buy consoles just because of the concept of the consoles. People buy consoles for games. And if your games are only indie, that indie shit that no one's heard of. Yeah. Like, that's pretty rough. Or if it's indie shit that everyone loves, that means it's already released
0: on another platform. It's on, like, 10 other platforms. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Wh- where's their market? <laughs> and exclusive games don't bring the boys to the yard like that anymore. No. No, definitely not. And, I mean there are very
1: few exclusives anymore now. Like almost the entire Xbox library is also available on PC. And then a lot of stuff that's traditionally been Sony exclusive is now available on Xbox or PC. So yeah, it doesn't have the same appeal as it used to.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know what they're doing. If they, if they're like, Oh yeah, you can get a hundred millisecond ping, from your home computer <laughs> if you 're sitting in your living room it's playable <laughs> playable is not not a compliment no that 's not a positive that's that's one hundred and ten percent a pejorative <laughs> if you're like ah it 's playable this is, that's not good
1: right when you go when you go to your gourmet restaurant it 's like how's your food oh, that 's all right it's yeah like, <laughs> that 's not the kind of compliment you 're looking for here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, either way, this is not good. It's a bad move. They're, oh, they're, I think they're trying to sideways their way into a market or gain more patents or something. Hmm. Trying to patent more technology because they have the money to do it. That's, I think that's what they did with the modular cell phone. Oh, do you remember yeah. that idea from a few years
1: ago? It was cool. I just didn't understand like what you would really do
0: with that. Well, it's so the cost of a cell phone every time it was time to upgrade, it wouldn't cost you like $800 every time. It would just cost you maybe 100 bucks here, 100 bucks uh, there. It would be like upgrading your like desktop. A computer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think what ended up happening is after that idea got a bunch of steam, Google bought that project, project and then uh, shuttered it almost immediately.
1: Yeah. It's it's super shitty, but yeah, companies will do that. And yeah. it could be not to, I am not one to defend corporations, but it could be that it just didn't seem um, they
0: viable. They could have made it work. I they I have prob- no doubt in my mind they that they could have probably
1: could have made it work, but maybe just not cost effective, or excuse me, not, it, it's possible that it just didn't generate enough profits, uh, mm-hmm. Based on their projections.
0: So what I think it was. And the reason why I bring that one up in particular. And this is of course me speaking with no evidence. And only like conspiracy brain over here. With the Illuminati eye sitting over my head and shit. It's, I think they bought it specifically so they could buy the patents for it and then just keep the patents forever yeah, so nobody so else can never, make the yeah. t- technology or that specific kind of technology. And that's what I think uh, Google is trying to do with their new product here maybe because those people, they have to be smart enough to realize like this is not a viable product and it's going to get shut down like Google, did. Oh, like, Google <laughs> Plus did. Like Google I'm Plus, sure, I'm sure they got something out of Google Plus, which is still around by the way. It's end of life I think is this April.
1: Yeah, it it is shutting down very soon, but it does technically still exist.
0: Yeah. I think what they're doing here is, like, Google Plus was a method for them to, like, collect information on people. But, I mean, Google Chrome kind of supplanted that in a lot of ways. So they don't really need that sector anymore. But this has to be some kind of side project or something that somebody else dreamed up. Because this isn't useful to anybody at all. Yeah, This is not good. I'm...
1: I haven't done a ton of research on it. And there's also not a lot of information out right now because they announced it like today. It's Tuesday. Uh,
0: Hey, everybody, it's Tuesday.
1: Yeah. And I'm just not seeing what they're really trying to achieve here because they didn't give a form of business model. Like they didn't say how you pay for these games. I'm assuming it's just like a
0: subscription. Oh shit! What if this is the way that they try to get in, like Steam? What if they? What if this is them trying to create a new marketplace for games? Maybe, but it, it it's
1: unclear to me because I don't think you're buying the game. I don't think you're, um, you know, paying sixty dollars for your sixty dollar game. I think it works like a GameFly or a Netflix kind of thing where. You pay for your subscription, you're effectively renting it for whatever period of you playing this game is. Okay. All right. Which there, okay, so that could be kind of cool, but again, there's not a whole lot that would really work in a realm of a hundred millisecond ping.
0: So follow me here. All right. so this is what i think is they're trying to do and this is me talking completely out of my ass i have no idea what they're trying to do and i'm just making this up as i go all right so what they're doing is with this set top box or whatever the fuck they're calling it with the stadia what they're trying to do is get people to buy into the ecosystem and as soon as they have enough people buy into it they're going to port it over to pc and once they have more, more of an audience on PC, they're going to announce a store like Steam where it's not just buying games, but you can rent games as well. And on the PC, you'll be able to download them as well. So you can rent the game, download it for an X amount of time, and then return it. And by returning it, just uninstalls itself from your computer the next time you open it. And I'm sure they have a way of like keeping the security tight enough to where you can't actually download it. Right. But somebody's going to be able to figure out how to crack it. And the issue with piracy, I mean, people—if people are going to steal games, they're going to steal them anyway. It doesn't Mm. really make a difference what kind of uh, protection you put on it. Like the only thing that stands in the way of somebody getting a game illegally is a, their internet speed and b whether or not they use a VPN. Yeah. So, well,
1: funny enough, I'm pretty sure they are like three steps into your, um, into your, uh, story. Okay. Cause I don't think there is a set top. I think the only thing that you would need to purchase is if you want a Chromecast. <gasps> but that already had like that already exists. That already has use. So I'm pretty sure it's coming to PCs and cell phones just right out the gate. And it's going to be rented games. I'm pretty sure that is the case. I could definitely be wrong on that, but um, they also addressed the topic of steam and they said, they're not really trying to compete with steam directly.
0: Mm Mm-hmm just that, indirectly yeah
1: definitely indirectly <laughs> definitely indirectly but you know it's not just going to be another epic games launcher or ea origin it's not going to be another one of those
0: mm-hmm.
1: supposedly you know they mm-hmm. they could definitely venture into that in the future where it's like oh well people actually like owning their games with big old air quotes over that one because yeah the game ownership is dead <laughs> <laughs> Any media ownership is dead. What happens if you lose your iTunes login? You just don't have any
0: music anymore. Exactly. Stay woke. It's a good question, though. I know you're joking. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say this happened to somebody I know, and they had to send in their actual driver's license. Oh my like God. Uh, they had to scan it and send it to Apple. I can't. I can't remember exactly what the issue was, but there because they had moved since they switched their Apple account, uh, the name or the address on the ID and on the account didn't match sick, but the emails did. But even then they couldn't return the account to them. Something like that.
1: Yeah. That, that sounds like the kind of bullshit that can happen. Absolutely. It definitely sounds like it, (laughs) but, but I, I actually do kind of mean, um, some of what I was saying with that joke. Cause like, a lot of the games that people purchase are digital downloads. A lot of the movies we watch, a lot of the music we listen to. If that, whatever service you use goes down, like if steam just up and disappears tonight, you're probably going to lose a pretty good chunk of games. Yeah. Or if PSN says, Oh, sorry, we're revoking your licenses for these games due to legal issues. Like, you kind of have to just say, well, shit, okay, that sucks.
0: Yeah, and then the physical market's going to come back. Well, Um, yes,
1: but currently, the physical market is largely dead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a large part of the problem with what you're bringing up is, in fact, if a company does shut down overnight, you have no recourse. Yeah. You can't do anything. Now, out of the kindness of their hearts, the publishers might be like, Well, if you can prove to us that you bought it, we might be be able to help you
1: out. A bunch of hoops to jump through and a bunch of hurdles to cross. But at least you could potentially get some form of recompense.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Except for from uh, Elder Scrolls, that team. Because they'll just make you buy (laughs) Skyrim (laughs) for the 10th time. Oh, man. Yeah. It's... Uh, we can give you the old version, but we've got this uh, extra, ultra HD <laughs> version coming out next week. So, uh, why don't you, uh, why don't you get that one, man? Yeah, that one's that one's gonna be way better. It's gonna be way better looking. Mm-hmm. You seen those photorealism mods? Yeah. Well, fuck that. This is real realism mods. Ha ha, we doubled the polys on everything just because. You can look at a guy and he's actually sweaty and gross. It's almost as if you can smell him through the screen. We're working on that in the next release. Yeah, you're going to hate it. <laughs> your, your house is going to smell like the forest and horse shit.
1: Excellent. So let's get into some questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours.
0: Hooray! The
1: discussion. First one comes from uh, Masters of Scientology, a.k.a. Electric Boogaloo. He says, shout out to Chad for hooking it up with the MTG cards. I have more than I know what to do with now. Yeah, they're your burden now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh,
0: very nice.
1: And thank you for the beer. It was delicious. We drank that while doing commentary for the, uh, for the Patreon. Patreon.com. Such real nerd. I always get on there. Excellent. Yeah. XX the ex janitor XX asks, What's your guys' most hated cliche that ruins a movie trailer for you? The slow pop song remix? The boom noise? Or when a character, or when a character tells a stupid joke, cut to another smirking?
0: Yeah, give it a good show. Thank you. I think them giving away the entire story in the trailer oh, sucks.
1: man. Yeah, no, that, that... I mean, granted, okay. So Batman v Superman sucked. And it was always going to suck. But the trailer for that, giving away that Doomsday and Wonder Woman were in the movie, was such a bad move. Like, when I first
0: saw that trailer, I audibly was like, the fuck are you doing? So, I will say, in their defense, uh, nerds have gotten way more detective-y on the internet. But that's fine. So the the thing is, like, why keep it a secret if, well, I guess, yeah, because you don't actually, yeah. Okay, right, I okay, you. so
1: leave it to the internet sleuths to do their sleuthing. But the average person watching a trailer isn't going to be like, wait a minute, if Zod's body is still on the planet, then maybe Lex Luthor will get get, in, get some genetic material and create doomsday out of that so he has a completely different origin story and Like, okay, fine. Put Wonder Woman in it. But like, just hint at that. Don't just show straight up show. Oh, look, Batman and Superman are friends now. And here's Wonder Woman. And they're all fighting Doomsday. Because when you show Doomsday, that means even casual fans of comics are going to know Superman's going to die. Yeah. So like that was such a bad move to me. That was probably one of the worst trailers I had ever seen in terms of uh, spoiling stuff.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. But
1: I'm not going to say that's my most hated cliche, because that doesn't strike me as very cliche. That's just dumb. Uh, I'm going to say the cliche would be mm, creepy versions of kids songs for horror movies.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I hate that shit so much. And like, I get what they're doing. Because everyone knows... Okay, Ring Around the rosy. Okay, we all know the song. Most people, or a lot of people, know that it was originally about the Black Plague. Therefore, there's some creepy elements to it already. Okay, I get it. Find another way to make your movie look creepy without doing that. Because it's tired, and I'm not here for it.
0: Fair enough. I think that another cliche that i don't fuck with is teaser trailers for trailers oh man i just as soon as I, as soon as i saw as soon as i saw a few years ago that people were doing trailers for music videos yeah i was like this is not going <laughs> to end well This is going to go so terribly. Uh, And what do you know? It fucking did. We have fucking trailers for trailers. You can't just release a trailer as if people aren't going to get on social media and watch it anyway. What the fuck? That's so stupid.
1: Yeah, that shit's dumb.
0: God, I I hate that so much. (laughs) A trailer for a trailer. I do miss a movie guy voice, though.
1: Yeah, they haven't done like. Well, you the, the well, the guy, well, the guy, yeah, he passed guy, away, he is dead. but I mean, other people do very similar voices, but I think it was just out of respect for that, dude, possibly, but narration in general, um, for movie trailers just kind of isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. Unless if it's a movie about a dog yeah. who talks. Oh man. That's another, that's another one that gave away the whole fucking plot. It was, uh. <laughs> That my way
0: home or whatever.
1: Whatever dog journey it is, you know, it's like I mean, here's here's just the synopsis of the trailer. Guy gets a dog. Uh, dog brings him and future wife together. They move out. While they're moving in, dog escapes. Like just gets out or whatever, gets lost. Dog. Finds his way home, befriends a horrible CG bobcat, makes a, has a bunch of adventures along the way, and then makes it back. That's all in the trailer. Yay. I just That was a 90-minute movie right there. That was incredibly corny, but that's the movie. That sucks. Yep, just saved you 12 bucks. As if you were going to watch it anyway. <laughs> Schmood asks... What do you guys think about Freddie Gibbs sitting on his collab with Madlib? The, the guy has said it might be his last album and doesn't feel like dropping it yet, even though it's finished.
0: Mm, so this is part of the problem that I have with artists. If you don't want to drop it, then why the fuck are you talking about it? Uh, like, I understand if people are badgering you about it because your label said, like, oh yeah, we're going to release this shit. And you're like, no, I don't want to. But, like, you even saying, like, yo, it's done, but I'm going to hold on to it, sounds like some Kanye-tier shit. It's mad corny to me. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, you can do whatever you want. It's your shit. Yeah. And, like, Pinata was fucking banging. To be completely straight with you, like, I don't don't think the music on that album is going to vary much from Pinata anyway. So, when he says, like, yo, I'm holding this back, it's like, all right, so you're holding back like the second part of your double lp with madlib like okay cool like i can go listen to madlib shit i don't have to hear your shit like he's got a he's got a great sound he's got a unique voice it's interesting but i just don't even care like he you can man keep it fuck
1: (laughs) i'm still waiting on detox but
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know like
1: i always hate when artists announce their intentions way ahead of time because they will almost never follow through like
0: Frank ocean.
1: Yeah. Frank ocean. Uh, Lupe fiasco is notorious for doing this shit. Cause like, you know, he, he talked about like, he had this concept album where it was going to be three albums long and it's going to be his last three albums. You know, he's He's going to release up to five and then the last three are going to be L U P N. You know, it's E-N-D. The oh, last yeah. Three. He
0: said it on his fucking uh Yeah, his on, fucking on his song. second album. But then oh, he also. was was uh, Gotta Eat. Yeah. yeah that was uh, it, Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but that was like a real thing that he planned on doing. And he was talking about it on Twitter for a while. And then, you know, like a year and a half later, he's like, nah, fuck that. And then people were like, oh, well, he'll, he'll release that Later. And then someone asked him about it like a couple years ago because he's you know still releasing albums, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that no more." <laughs> <laughs> so just don't talk about it. Don't talk about these big grandiose plans, especially if it's supposed to be like your big exit. If you're just gonna
0: come back. I mean Jay Z's yeah. done that like th- thirty times. Well, we did that. <laughs> well, specifically I did that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, more than once. Yeah. Uh, see? It's yeah. a bad move. Yeah, just, <laughs> learn from experience. Yeah. Maybe maybe just don't talk about shit until it's done. Yeah. Especially like, if you like don't, until it's ready for release. Yeah. Like maybe the day before you release don't put out a trailer for your trailer. Oof. That's that's what you do when you talk about shit. Yeah. Before it's actually finished, right? L U P on the. You, he said some shit like on the final installment of our thrilling adventure. Yeah. L-U-P-N.
1: end. Uh, that's never brought it up again. Yeah. Next album was lasers and it was mad popular. A lot of people hated it.
0: Oh, that's the let's take a trip to Paris and wake up and talk, yeah. I or think that one was still uh was that the, food, uh, the cool the cool. Okay, ah, mm-hmm. oh, God oh i got fucking goosebumps thinking about all that cringy shit i did when i was a teenager listening to lupe fiasco let's be real though spray paint ink pens probably top five ever
1: that he has some legit bangers like revenge of the nerds Oh, do a fucking um lupe the killer
0: oh yeah yeah that that was on the yeah on revenge of the nerds Yeah. yeah but i mean let's not celebrate that movie there are like oh, ten of man. those movies.
1: Yeah, I was talking about that with a coworker some years ago. We like we just brought up the movie at some point, and uh he's like, "Yeah, there's a rape scene in that movie." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, she thinks she's fucking someone else. That's
0: just rape." I'm like, "Oh, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yep." And he's like, "Yep, that's just actually rape." <laughs> Thanks everybody for writing in to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours, and uh, yeah, um, thanks for listening. You, as always, as always, I'm Denzel. I'm Chet. Uh, this has been Real Nerd Hours. Support the show on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Real Nerd Hours. Peep game. Uh, there's a bunch of shit on there. A lot of commentary tracks. Yep. Um, we're gonna be doing more stuff, which I won't announce because <laughs> we ain't announcing not, shit <laughs> because it's not done yet. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lessons learned forever. don't use yeah, don't announce it until it's done. Yeah
1: right. until it's ready to go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go to the website realnerdhours.com to check out the social media stuff yeah. and like ways to support or whatever. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday. y'all have a Thursday. Good yeah, see you next Thursday. That one. I'm I'm leaving it all in there. Today's my birthday, actually. Happy birthday! Thank you. Uh, yeah, this motherfucker had scrubbed that off of all social media. Yeah, because so initially I took it off of Facebook because I didn't want people who I didn't like, who I wasn't really all that close to, to know when my birthday was fair. And I didn't want people writing on my wall because I felt obligated to respond to each and every Everyone. one of them. So I just didn't do it. And I don't want Twitter knowing how old I am. So fuck that. Yep. Uh, and on Instagram, I don't think there's a field for the birthday. I did post on my Instagram story that today is my birthday though. Oh, okay. Um, I just, I just, It's not that, like, I don't like when people give me that attention, but, like, I've always felt weird about going out of my my way to celebrate, like, my own birthday. Not to say, like, yo, it's wrong to do so, but I've just felt weird about it. But in recent years, I've come around, and if you're not celebrating you, who is? So go ahead, suck your own dick and all that shit. Goddamn right. (laughs) Uh, Tuesday, March 19th, my birthday. I was born today. Uh, anyway, Thursday of next week, we'll see ya. Yeah.